0: Okay, so part two of uh, what I've never ever done before, uh, which was re preach a message that I've preached here before. And I said last week that um, it's a message that I've uh, preached a few years ago here in Jubilee and then have preached elsewhere, and God has been very gracious in using it. But I felt that I needed to re preach it again, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And uh, felt this was going to lead us into what we're looking at in the autumn together. So if you've got a Bible with you, if you'd like to turn, as Tim has alluded to already, to Ezekiel chapter 47, please. And we'll read it together and we'll, we'll look at some things, which is uh, the second half of what we looked at last week. So if you like what you hear this week, you think, I wish I'd heard last week then uh, you can either travel back in time or if your spaceship isn't working, uh, then uh, you can uh, get it off the website. That may be easier. You can download it and listen to it if you missed it. Okay, Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. This is Ezekiel's uh, vision. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me round the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was flowing from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I couldn't cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region where it goes into the Arabah, where it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There'll be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Anginni to Eniglane. There'll be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and marshes will will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruits will serve for food and their leaves for healing. So I headed this message, Letting the River Flow. And last week we looked at three things. We looked at how number one... God wants you to get into the river of his presence. We looked at how in Scripture, often where there's a river described, it's a picture of the presence of God. And Ezekiel had to experience this in his vision. He had to get into the river. And our first point last week was God wants you to get into the river of his presence, not just to observe others, not just to watch on the sidelines, not just to look, but to experience it for yourself. Second point last week was that God's presence brings life. You'll notice how the river flowed and brought life to where it flowed. God's presence brings life, and he wants to bring life to you afresh this morning. And then thirdly, last week, we looked at the fact that God's kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. Just as the river got larger and larger, deeper and deeper, God's kingdom is an ever-increasing and growing thing, growing kingdom as well. So, this week we're looking at a bit of application from uh, this passage and I'll do my best to finish by the earlier time that we have suggested we will finish by. So, in Ezekiel's vision, the river flowed from the temple. In fact, to be more accurate, it flowed from the place of sacrifice. It flowed from the altar. And this is significant because now the Holy Spirit flows from the place of sacrifice because of Jesus' death on the cross because of his resurrection and ascension now the holy spirit has been sent to us so here in ezekiel's vision the river flows from the temple But those of you who are sharp and awake this morning which is some of you you'll know that we don't live in old testament times anymore We don't have to go to the temple to worship God. In fact, more than that, not only do we not have to go to the temple to worship God, now you and I are the temple of God. You and I are the temple. You and I are the dwelling place of God. And God wants his presence to flow from you. Just as in Ezekiel's vision, the presence of God, the river, his presence flowed from the temple. Now you and I are the temple of God. You and I are where God dwells by his spirit and he wants his spirit to flow from you as well. Amen? Now actually, God's presence dwells in us both corporately and individually. So Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says... Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? That's a corporate thing. You yourselves, the signs to the church there, are God's temple. And that God's spirit dwells in your midst. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. But God's temple is sacred. And you together are that temple. So do you see, together, we as a church, corporately, together are the dwelling place of God. It's not about our meeting place. It's not about this particular room and location. But rather, it's about us as a people together. So I wonder, how should that affect the city that we live in? Or the town that we live in? The community that's around us? Surely that should make a a big difference, shouldn't it? Wouldn't you think so? Wouldn't you think that if God dwelt in us then people around should notice is that a reasonable thing to assume you see we together are where god lives that's not about how you feel it's not about you you thinking well i don't really feel like that i don't really feel as though it's where god lives it's not about that it's about what god has said and he said that we're his dwelling place do you notice in the passage in ezekiel if you've still got it open in front of you that the river flows out from the temple only after the glory had come in, which was in chapter 43. We didn't read that this morning. But the glory had to come in first in order for the presence to flow out. And this is so important. Friends, we need to be building a church community that hosts the presence of God, his glory, well important it's not important just so we can say didn't we have a good time of worship this morning now I love good times of worship you know I, I, I'm all for that I love that but it's not just about that it's not just so we can say oh we encountered the Lord as we worshiped. yes we want to do that but it's in order that the presence might flow out from amongst us See, I think it's something we're learning I think particularly this year We've been on a journey on this, haven't we? We've been learning about this. We've been talking about it lots. We've been looking at God's word about it. We've had people in from other churches to help us and to encourage us on this journey because it's so important, friends, that the glory of God comes in. We learn to host his presence and his presence flows out from amongst us. As we gather together, there's, there's a corporate anointing of the Holy Spirit. a togetherness that happens when we worship with one another. And so we're called to host the presence of God. To have times full of his presence, full of his glory. But you see, it only works corporately because of what God has done in you individually. You see, you are the dwelling place of God, individually as well. It's like you're a portable temple. In the Old Testament times, the people of God went to the temple to worship. Now, you are a portable temple. And wherever you go, the presence of God goes because God dwells in you. You're the dwelling place of God and you are a portable temple. So wherever you go, wherever you put your foot, wherever, whoever you're around, whatever place you are in, whether it's being your workplace or home place or you're with friends, wherever you are, the river goes because the river flows from the temple. Do you see? Does that make sense? Yeah. So wherever you are, should be different because the river of God flows from you. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a portable temple. You see, wherever you go, the presence of God goes. Because of the Holy Spirit working in you, Usually bringing life to all around you. So, my question is this is, is the river flowing? Is the river flowing? In your life, is the river of God flowing? Now, obviously, this starts with us responding to the Father's invitation for a relationship with Him. It, respo- it starts with us repenting, turning away from anything that would draw us away from God. That we're turning away from our sin, turning towards the Lord, accepting his forgiveness and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's how it starts. But it doesn't stop there. It's not just that we receive the gift of the Spirit, we're, we're baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit and then that, that, that's, we're, we're just, that, that's it. We're good to go. But rather it's an ongoing experience of life to be full of the holy spirit to be totally drenched by him to be led by him and to be full of his presence that's what god wants for us and it's not just oh yeah i look back at a particular point in time and that's when i encounter the lord yes you might have that but this is to be a daily experience for us Like a stream of living water flowing from within you. And sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a filling of God's presence, is just about meetings. Now, I've said already, I love meetings. I love worshipping God. And the Spirit does bring fresh life to those times. Some of us have left churches where that wasn't that dynamic there wasn't that life and we were seeking something more of encountering the lord in worship and we found that and that's great and i love those sort of meetings i want to build that sort of church <laughs> but baptism in the holy spirit the filling of god's presence is not just so you can enjoy worship or singing tongues or have great prophetic words though he does enable those things and they're all good But rather, it's so the river of God's presence can flow out from you, wherever you are, in every day of the week. It's not just a Sunday morning thing. This is for every day of the week. And people around you should notice that there's something different because the river of God is flowing. Do you agree? There's a challenge here, isn't there, for for all of us. So, the river of God's presence is to flow out all the time. Rivers flow, don't they? There's energy to them, there's life to them, there's movement to them. That's what we see here in Ezekiel. And the river of God's presence here brings life. And God wants to bring life to all those that are around you. So, the question is what do you like? Tomorrow morning, is the river flowing on a Monday morning as much as it is on a Sunday morning? How is it for you? Are you bringing life to to those around you? Are you being a portable temple in every situation that, that you're in? Have you thought about it that God might give you a prophetic word at work? Now, you know, you you might not use the same language. You might not say to your colleague, oh, I have a prophetic word for you. Because they might think, what is he on? But you might feel God put something on your heart for a colleague or a friend, and you might ask a question, oh, have you thought about this lately, or does this mean anything to you? Or You could use different language, but it's the same gift. It's the river flowing. It's God's presence. It may be that as a business you're facing particular challenges, not quite sure where to go, or maybe there's an opportunity opening up to you, you think, I don't know if we should go for that or not. We might pray about it and get a sense of God's leading. You might be able to use that in your business environment as much as you could use that prophetic gift in a worship environment and bring it in a meeting. It's the same gift, just used in different contexts. You see, these gifts aren't just meant to be for Sunday morning. It's about a river of God flowing in everyday life. I was, uh, a couple of weeks or so, two or three weeks ago, I was at a meeting for a couple of days at a hotel that we use uh, quite a lot for team meetings uh, just outside Manchester. And uh, I I walked in, I was leading some of the meetings, so I was there early just to make sure things were set up well and we were ready and I, was, I knew what I was doing, ready to, to lead into the, into the day. And uh, as, as I got there and sort of sorting through my notes and just getting things, getting things ready, the, the conference manager came into the room. This is the, a hotel member of staff. Who, but we've got to know over the uh, last two or three years, and we've been meeting there every so often. And uh, she said to me, Graham, I need to see you. I'm thinking, oh no, is there a problem? You know, are we in the wrong room, or is there some hiccup here, or has something happened? You know, they, they, clearly there's been some sort of disastrous problem with our booking, or they've overbooked their rooms, or something's gone wrong. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah and what, what seems to be the problem? I've got to see you now. I think, oh, it's some major headache here. Her words to me were this, she said, I need you to pray for me. Okay. I need you all to pray for me, because she knows we're a, we're a Christian group and we've talked about what we do sometimes, We I had the opportunity to pray for her before, actually. And she said, I, I need you to pray for me. And she described a particular situation in her family and uh, just some challenges that they were facing together. And uh, she'd sought me out, because she, she knew that if we prayed, something would happen, that God would do something. So I'm learning, and I'm learning slow that I can say, well, oh, let's pray for you now. Probably not so long ago, I would have said, oh, we'll, we'll pray for you later. You know, I would have listened to her and said, oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. We'll, we'll pray for you later. But I'm learning now that that isn't always the, the, the right response. Sometimes it is, but... So I said to her, stepping out of my comfort zone, I said to her, well, let's pray now. She's like, oh, okay. And so I was able to pray for her, And uh, pray for God's comfort and peace. And uh, we we prayed about the particular challenge that she was facing, her family. And um, and, and we left it as that. But I'm learning that sometimes God gives these opportunities. And I'm learning slowly to take advantage of them. I don't always get it right. And uh, it's sometimes easy to say, oh, I'll, I'll pray for you later. But sometimes you can go, let's pray now. I mean, it's what she wanted it's what she was was asking for and uh this, this was in the morning but bit later during the day i, I think uh, early afternoon you know she, she found me again she grabbed me and said oh that's been answered <laughs> already there'd been an answer to what we prayed for and something had changed and uh, there'd, there'd been a, a particular answer to what we what we'd asked. i think god's doing something in her life i really do there's been a couple of opportunities we have had to pray with her And I think God's on the case. (laughs) I really do. I think he's revealing his love to her. The Father is showing that he loves her. And he's using different ones of us along that journey. And so I'm praying that actually, maybe next time, there might be a prophetic thing at work. Maybe I can say to her, or somebody else in the group can say, know, bring something prophetic to her that reveals more of the Father's love to her. Because it's a river flowing, do you see? So it's not just about here, it's about out there as well. And I want to encourage us, friends, to, to be a church that is open to the Holy Spirit, to God doing what he wants, and to the river of God flowing. Is that the sort of church you want to be in? It's the church I want to be in. And I'm sure that's true for you as well. Now, in the autumn, we're going to look at what some of the obstructions are to that river flowing so there are obstructions there are things that get in the way like any river and i've shown you pictures of this before and i'll probably show you pictures in the autumn when we look at it in some more detail there can be things that get in the way of the river and stop it flowing and we're going to look at those as we as we head into the autumn because sometimes it's things in our own life personally sometimes it's things in 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 our in our church community together well, I believe there are a few things that we need to look at and say, Lord, are these in my heart? Is this stopping the river flowing? Because I don't know about you, but I want the river to flow as much as it can from my life. And I guess that is true for you as well. And so in Ezekiel here, we have this picture of the river flowing. The presence of God bringing life, bringing change to, to all around it. And I guess what we'll look at as we um, think about these things in the autumn is what is it that sometimes gets in the way? What is it that can stop the river flowing? What is it that can hinder God's work? Because if we can deal with those things, if we can remove those obstructions, then the river of God can flow even more and more. Not just here on a Sunday, but in everyday life, wherever we happen to be. Because you and I are portable temples now. We're the dwelling place of God. We're where God lives. And as we go into, uh, into our world during everyday life, we take and bring the presence of God with us. That should make a difference, shouldn't it? And uh, I'm guessing that you want to make a difference in your world as much as I do in mine. And that's what we'll be praying for as we look at these things together. I want to encourage us as we finish to stay hungry for more of God's presence. Stay hungry for what the Lord wants to do. I I firmly believe that there's a lot that he wants to do in us as we move forward into the autumn. Summer's a funny time. We're coming and going and there's different people uh, here and there and events going on and some holiday times. As we start a new series together in September, I, I, I do believe that God wants to speak to us. Very clearly on some things. I'm sure he will over the summer as well, but I think there's some things that he's speaking to us about as we, as we gather together towards the autumn. So stay hungry, stay hungry for more of his presence and all that he wants to do in us together. Can we stand? Be good to uh, to, to worship as we close. Thanks, Adam. You're good at spotting the subtleties there, aren't you? Excellent. (laughs) Let's pray. I came across a quote recently that said this. When breakthrough is slow in coming, don't develop a theology of lack. Develop a practice of hunger. Let's pray and ask the Lord to make us more hungry for his presence. Make us more hungry for what he wants to do in us, with us, and through us. Can we do that? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to pray that you would make us hungry for more of you. Thank you for what we read in Ezekiel. Thank you, Father, for this picture of the river that brings life and brings change this picture of the presence of god flowing lord we we pray this morning that your presence would dwell in us and flow from us lord would we truly be portable temples bringing your presence to to all around us in order lord that you might bring change and life to all around us we ask it lord god would you do it please in jesus name amen